Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, we are talking about failing and failure. We're talking about unemployment. We're talking about Iron Man and Tony Romo. And if any of that intrigues you, stick around. Failing. Failure. Let's talk about it. It is a taboo topic. We don't like to fail. As women, we really don't like to fail. We don't like our failures to be public, and so we keep things, goals especially, to ourselves. But it's time to start talking about our goals and talking about when we need to sidestep. And it's going to be really important um, as you think about growth and how failure contributes to your own personal growth. Now, I've been thinking a little bit about failing and failure for a little while, and some of that comes from the um, goals workshop that I am doing in February, starting in February, and there's more information in the show notes about it, and stick around to the very end if you want to hear a little bit more about it, but some of it comes from that because I had to reboot right? I had to reboot the idea. I had a friend offer some really great suggestions that I took. And I had to think about how what I was doing wasn't working. So time to reboot, readjust, and pivot and make it work this time around. So um, as I thought more about this topic, I leaned into some of my favorite authors, some of my favorite books. So Dave Hollis, Reshma Sanji, and Rachel Hollis. I uh, went back and I read their chapters on failing or on failure. And they all said a lot of similar things, right? But I took little nuggets from each of them and loved what they had to say and was able to take that back into my own personal life. So one of the things that I thought quite a bit about as I was reading it was about the six months that I was unemployed. So my story, for those who don't know it already, is that I had accepted a position at another institution. So I work in higher education for my first-time listeners, or just as a reminder. And I had accepted a position and was transitioning to that new role. My old institution, my institution I was leaving, it was a live-on-campus position. The new institution I was moving to was a live-off position, newly created roles, had a colleague who was in a newly created position as well. We had already connected um, and had a great relationship before we ever even met each other in person and was something that I think we were both really looking forward to. And uh, I got a call of just a few days before I was supposed to physically move, you know, halfway across the country, essentially, or a good chunk of the country, and was told that the position was rescinded. And I went through a period of disbelief and depression and sadness. And um, it was a really, really tough time. And we 
um, moved in with my in-laws and spent time with them. And I really questioned a lot of what I wanted to do. Did did I need to be looking at positions outside the region? Did I need to be the region that we preferred to be in? Did I need to be looking at a whole new career? It was not a great time for me to be unemployed in my field of work. And so, you know, I, I doubted myself. I, um, I thought that a lot of things were my fault. Um, was I not enough? Did I not trust the, did I trust the process too much? Uh, you know, and, and so I had to get back up on the horse and I needed to apply for jobs right away. And I applied for a ton of jobs. I interviewed for a whole bunch of jobs. I went on campus, uh, you know, in-person interviews for probably 10 or more before I finally got an offer and accepted it. And it was really hard. You know, my Facebook memories pop up every fall semester and I remember specifically those times based on the posts that I was posting. But there was a lot of learning for me that happened. I learned that I am in the right field, that I want to be in the field that I am. I learned how to be really efficient with applying for jobs. I learned how to be an awesome interviewer. And all of that stuff just, you know, continued to add up time and time and time again, interview after interview, application after application, until I was able to really get it to a place where I felt good, I was confident in what I was doing, and then I got an offer, which is always the goal when you're job searching. You know, a sidestep to that though is that I learned some new skills. I taught myself how to crochet, which I still do, and I gift things every Christmas, and that was a cool thing for me to do because um, I needed to bide my time, but also like it, it helped with my mental health and it helped me to, um, you know, give me something to do during the day. So, you know, failing and failure comes with lots of lessons. And I think sometimes it's really hard to see those lessons through the doubt, the disbelief, the disappointment, um, the struggle that we go through with failure. So, you know, part of failing is thinking that you're not enough. I certainly thought I wasn't enough. Was I not enough to get the job uh, that I was originally offered? Was I not enough to, um, you know, be in these in-person interviews to successfully um, get the job where I thought I was going to be getting a job for a lot of um, these positions. And so it really took um, my mindset to help me through my failures. And the person who was going to be my boss um, for the position that was rescinded, um, she and I are in touch still regularly and, um, she continues to be someone that I look up to and she continues to be someone who offers lots of light and positivity to me in my personal life and in my professional life. And some of our conversations, I have just continued to reiterate to her that it was all about the mindset. Either I could allow myself to be frustrated and overwhelmed or I could pick myself back up and do what I know that I wanted to do and um, you know be in a field that I wanted to be in and so really it was a difference between a fixed mindset of uh, it's the world against me 
or a growth mindset of, okay, I'm going to give myself this time to grieve. I'm going to give myself um, an opportunity to get back up into a, a healthy headspace and I'm going to grow. I'm going to be better than I was before and I'm going to be successful eventually in what I want to do. So that that mindset is so important when it comes to how you approach failure or failing. Um, and it's, it's so powerful. And so if, if you've not done much work on mindset, first of all, stick around because there's probably a podcast there somewhere. But also, you know, go and take a look at mindset and fixed versus growth mindset is really powerful stuff. In in his book, um, Get Out of Your Own Way, Dave Hollis was talking a little bit about um, fear of failure forced him to avoid opportunities that he thought he might fail at, right? Because if we're so afraid of failing, we're not going to take opportunities that are a little bit out of the range or the norm or our comfort zone because we might fail at them. But when we do that, we don't grow. There's no growth when you don't do something that scares you. So go do something. Find something that scares you a little bit. It doesn't have to terrify you. It shouldn't it shouldn't make you, you know, like be a deer in headlights or anything, but do something that scares you because you're going to grow. You're going to have to learn a new skill set and that's really powerful stuff as well. Because when you fail, it makes success that much sweeter. Right? So think about Iron Man. Marvel fans. Hopefully you're a Marvel fan. If you're not, I'll take you along. Iron Man, he had shrapnel in his heart. He had to have this thing put into his chest. It's got a name. I don't remember it. Um, He had to have it put into his chest. Basically, it kept all of the shrapnel in his chest away from his heart. Without it, he dies. Boom. Learned he had a superpower through some of this and uh, built himself this really badass suit that he used for good. Well, as he was testing out all these crazy awesome features that his suit has, um, there's one scene that's actually really comical where he is in his workshop and all his vintage cars are parked inside and he's testing how to fly how to use this cool new power and new suit that he has. And he crashes into things, he shoots up too high, he, you know, uh, goes too fast, all the things. So if you're a Marvel fan, if you're an Iron Man fan, hopefully you're thinking about this scene and chuckling a little bit. If you're not, go YouTube it. It was a fun scene, but it also he learned from every single crash, from every single failure, he learned what adjustments needed to be made. And then he literally went out into the world and flew in the sky, in the air, uh, really, really high, really, really fast and became Iron Man. But he wouldn't have become Iron Man in that same way had he not been willing to fail a lot of times, a lot of times, right? Um, You know, it's football season, y'all, and uh, we've been watching football in my house. Who day? 
go Bengals. Um, I, I'm not a huge NFL fan, but I will root for the local team. I will also root forever for any player who comes out of Eastern Illinois University, my alma, mat- alma mater, and one of those humans is Tony Romo. And I think about Tony frequently when I think about failure. That sounds really awful. But I think about Tony because he was an undrafted free agent out of little old Charleston, Illinois. And he got signed by the Dallas Cowboys. And he was the backup quarterback for three years. And he was like third string. I mean, right, like the backup to the backup so like two people had to get hurt before he was even going to be in but lo and behold in 2006 he became the starter for the dallas cowboys until like 2015 i think it was um and he he holds records for the dallas cowboys he holds quarterback records he holds or he did hold until jimmy garoppolo came along um records for uh the conference in college like right he's really good football player um and he failed a lot think about all the playoff games that he failed (laughs) at sorry if you're a cowboys fan i'm i was a cowboys fan like i'm you know he failed at a lot of things. There's a missed uh, field goal opportunity. He was the holder and he botched it. <laughs> so lots of failures, but also from those failures, tons of successes, tons of um, opportunities to be great. And he was great. Um, and he is great. He's now this awesome commentator and does amazing things for football itself. So, you know, another great opportunity to think about. And there's tons, y'all. There's tons. Think about your favorite humans in the spotlight. They have failed so much in order to finally get to where they are. So, um, failure is normal and we need to normalize failure. And yeah, it's super uncomfortable, but pick yourself back up and so if you're thinking about a project or doing a project or you're in a place where you're like I just keep failing at this well that's fine that's fine right I'm gonna give you six tips that hopefully will help so first of all when you're failing um tell your brain to shut up because it's your brain that's gonna tell you you can't or you won't or whatever that's it it's your brain It's not the exterior factors. It's not all the humans around you. They might contribute to that. But at the end of the day, it's your brain telling you you can't. So tell your brain, shut up. I got this. Sorry, mom. I know you're listening and you don't like shut up. Allow yourself for a short pity party. Right? So say you're going to give yourself a pity party for one week or a couple hours or two days or a one weekend. Whatever it is, give yourself a time frame for a pity party. And then pick yourself back up and move up. Move on to the next thing. Reevaluate, right? So step three, before you kind of reevaluate, celebrate your failures. In my direct sales business, we celebrate no's because we know we're going to get a whole lot of no's when we ask before we get a yes. So celebrate your failures and your fails because they're the lessons getting you to your successes. So celebrate those, write them down. 
put a little, I don't know, do a 30-second dance party. There you go. Tip number four. Do a 30-second dance party. Hey, if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, you know that I'm talking about when Christina and Meredith have 30-second dance parties. Put on some good music, dance it out, make it happen. And then once you've done those things, allow yourself that time to recoup and then process, journal it, talk to your friends, talk it out, regroup. And then step six, try it again. Try it again, my friends. Failure is meant to give us lessons. It's meant to be growth. So don't see it as a bad thing. See it as an opportunity to get you to where you want to go. All right. So this week's affirmations, I'm done apologizing for spending time on me. I'm done apologizing for giving up on myself. I'm done apologizing for thinking that failure is a bad thing. My friends, you're doing great. Fail. Go fail a whole lot this week because at the end of that fail is success. You got this, my friends. You got this. Now, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, we got a workshop coming up, my friends. So in the show notes, there is a link to register. It is free. It is free and it takes place February 17th. Check out more information on uh, at done.apologizing on Instagram or in the show notes. Happy to have folks come along and work on our goals together. And if you like or love this podcast, this episode, make sure you like, follow, and share. Share with whomever. Share with your favorite superhero. Share with your neighbor. Share with your cubicle worker. Share with someone, please, um, this podcast, this episode. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.